start recording now, if you don't mind. So, hi, this is Brian Smiga. I'm at Alpha Venture Partners, and I'm interviewing Brian Cohen today about one of his category-leading companies. Welcome, Brian. Hello, hello, dear friend. <laughs> We've been having a good time, which all of you on the podcast missed, but we're, we're here today to hear about New York Angels and Brian Co Cohen's discovery of one really great and iconic company and the idiosyncratic details of that wonderful discovery. So, Brian, tell us about you and about uh, New York Angels, if you don't mind. No, my pleasure. Um, the New York Angels is, of course, one of many uh, groups. That's what we described as groups uh, of uh, investors. Uh, I tend to say professional level investors uh, who get together uh, to uh, uh, invest in startup companies. And in, in, in its purest form, um, we're looking to uh, make money uh, for ourselves and for the founder. Um, and we have a deep-rooted business process uh, that supports that. Uh, we've been doing it longer pretty much than any other angel group in the United States. We're one of the founding members of the national angel group called the Angel Capital Association. Uh, and uh, we've invested in over 200 companies, and I guess the total dollars is about 130 or 40 million to date. Uh, we uh, are membership-based. Uh, everybody is uh, choosing what they invest in on their own. It's not a fund. I don't believe in that. I think that's a slippery slope. I think uh, the individual angel needs to make those choices. So we're designed um, for every individual angel to make those choices. Uh, and when I'm asked questions about angel investing, I I certainly note that each person sees something different. Uh, so we are uh, 130 members. Pretty tough, pretty tough to get into. Our membership committee uh, really wants serious investors. Uh, we're running now this year uh, at a rate of $1.2 million invested per month. Uh, and we're very, very proud of what we've achieved with the investments we've made. Uh, with the membership and their support of the startup community in the New York City area. Uh, on, my, uh, on my watch, which has been about eight years uh, as chairman, um, it has been the most gratifying uh, experience, I think, of my life. Uh, it, uh, it continues to astound me how much I continue to learn, how much we learn together as a group, uh, and how much good we can do in the New York City startup world. It's been a, it's been a great journey. That's great, Brian. And, and I think uh, the emphasis on learning around venture creation and venture investing is overlooked. There's probably no better educational crucible than making an investment in a young company that doesn't yet have revenue. There's one company out of those 200 that we want to talk about today, and that company is Pinterest. And what we're really interested in is your personal story of the discovery and the early days of Pinterest. Do you want to share about the discovery? I know you've told this story before, but we want to hear a special version of it. <laughs> well, every time I tell it, it's special. So um, I, uh, uh, I started out as a, uh, as a maniac in this business, wanting to find as many companies to uh, invest in as I could. And why do I say that? Well, um, part of the thesis of being successful in this business is, is, is deal flow, right? How many companies can you see? And I had been a newsman for many years uh, and had started a number of the early computer publications. And, you know, people would say, well, how do you know what news is? 
you know, and the answer used to be whatever Walter Cronkite said it was. Well, uh, I think as a news person, you develop a nose for news. And I think as an angel investor, you develop the same nose. Now, that's an important point because uh, every now and then um, you smell something, feel something, and you get a little chill up your spine. Um, and that's as a result of as much as one can do it, um, coming in contact with a founder, an idea, a moment in time, a situation, whatever you want to describe it. It's, it I'm not trying to make it too deep, but I, I felt that um, when I had the opportunity to uh, come in contact with Ben Silverman, uh, the founder, at a NYU business plan competition uh, back almost 10 years ago, uh, I had that happen to me. It was like a strike of lightning. I, I, I don't want to say that there was uh, something metaphysical going on, but it was very clear uh, that when I walked by a table, uh, a casual you know table that they set up at universities, uh, and uh, Ben was standing there holding uh, the first version of the, uh, uh, of the iPhone, and he said, would you like to see my app? And mm -hmm. I turned around and I said, okay, and I freely admit this, you've got 30 seconds. And I'm sarcastic, but that, that was a sarcastic line. I wasn't trying to be rude. And in less than 15 seconds, that happened to me. Um, when uh, we began to speak and I began to listen, I began to say to myself, whoa, uh, there's something remarkable about this person. Um, he spoke uh, more than 30 seconds and began telling me about a product called Tote. T-O-T-E, which was the first product uh, Pinterest hadn't yet been born. And it was a, a, a catalog for women, multiple catalogs for women solving a number of problems, for women to buy uh, mobile uh, merchandise for themselves. They would download catalogs, make choices, and um, uh, in their free time, uh, end up looking to purchase those products. So there was a green play there. He was telling me he wanted to get rid of catalogs. You know, they were stuffing too many mailboxes. And there was a mobile play there, one of the first apps on the, on the iPhone. Um, and, you know, he shared with me his background, having worked at Google. And it, that's where it all started. Uh, he wrote about that episode uh, in my book uh, extensively in the preface. Um, every time I read it, I, I do shed a tear because, <laughs> because he remembered. He remembered any... He said extraordinarily kind things about that moment, um, the kinds of things that make what we do real. And I don't want to say them because they will sound too self-serving, but they were the kinds of things that, you know, he felt for me what I felt from him. And mm -hmm. I, um, you know, as I, as I've noted to you in our friendship, you know, I'm an emotionalist. And so we both connected uh, in a very extraordinary way. I then, from that point, ended up being his mentor uh, at the New York uh, Business Plan Competition. Uh, I can bore you to tears more about that competition, how it went, and how he ended up winning um, 1A. You know, there was a company that, that, that won the prize, but at the time, you know, the tech the, of the iPhone was so new that most of the other judges didn't understand the iPhone, nor did they understand tech on the, on the, on the platform. Um, but... Uh, you know, I convinced my fellow judges to at least give him, at the time, tote, a portion of the $100,000 that was going to the winner. So they got their first $25,000 as a result of that. So it was definitely a magical moment. So you were a catalyst 
and a mentor, and then you became an investor yourself. Um, tell me about the, the, the first year together. Okay, so um, it was a year uh, of uh, discovery, certainly, where um, uh, he had some partners and how they worked together on the development of this first platform in a very, very immature technology platform. The iPhone didn't have anything really in the support of APIs for transactions, for purchasing things. And so they went through the normal struggles that a startup would go through, but they were struggling on a platform that just didn't have all of the uh, technology yet that uh, it needed to create a robust uh, uh, application um, that would really be as wonderfully supportive and usable. And of course, the user wasn't used to buying anything on a, right. on a mobile device, right? They, they, I, I buy something, I hit purchase, that's scary. I have to input data, my credit card information, oh my God. So being early, um, as you know, they always say is that you get sacrificed on it. So they um, uh, reached out to raise money. Um, I brought uh, Ben uh, to meet the New York Angels, and we were very, very small at the time. Uh, he uh, presented, uh, I won't mention any names, to a lot of people you know um, <laughs> that, of course, regret not uh, investing. Um, and um, I... Uh, I supported him through the entire effort of, uh, you know, the presentation, um, uh, and uh, he uh, then uh, made some contacts with some venture capital firm in New York City, uh, and he did his initial raise of five hundred thousand dollars, and I participated in that very first raise of five hundred thousand dollars, and you know we walk away from it. He moved to California. Um, wanted to be much more into the Silicon Valley mystique. Um, and um, from there on, uh, it's the next stage of the story uh, where he evolved. And uh, some people use the word pivot. I like to use the word evolve mm -hmm. uh, to what is currently, of course, you know, recognized uh, as, uh, as Pinterest. And you know the deep, the, you know the story of how that happened and why it happened and what creates a company to go from, I guess, one to ten million users faster than any other product, I guess, in history. Uh, maybe that's still the case. Any other platform, you know, product like that in history uh, is a story of legends. I'm not sure if it's been completely told, uh, but at some some point in time, I suspect it will be. Um, but it was a great, it was a great relationship. Uh, I'm a PR guy. Uh, I'm a communication strategist. I'm not a product guy. Um, so from my vantage point, my value was in what does something mean? What words do you use to describe it? You know, how does the customer best understand it? Um, I'm all about communication strategy. And um, it was an interesting time in the early days of the computer, uh, of the iPhone, you know, mobile environment. And it was a sheer joy to be a part of it with, with Ben. So, so, so two, two things emerged at, around that time. One was a New York company moved to Silicon Valley. Um, did that play a role? And then the second is this one to 10 million. Was there, was there some secret in that that can be repeated in your other companies or in other companies if they can execute against it? Um, I don't necessarily think so, but 
the um, you know there there isn't a secret to uh, the virality of something. I guess there's the there there could be the what was the spark, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where, what what got it going? Um, I relied very heavily on my daughter for a lot of input when I was looking at a lot of um, technology, particularly things that appeared to be geared towards uh, towards women. And um, uh, I remember, you know, reaching out to her uh, maybe a month or two after Pinterest had been launched. And uh, I said, uh, so what do you know? I, I'm looking at a company called Pinterest. And my daughter goes, oh, my God, my my friend and I have seen it. and We love it. I went, really? Oh, well, that's, that's pretty amazing, right? Um, I continued, by the way, continued to use my kids as my best, you know, uh, filter for the ideas and the like of what, what products are. And, and you know, if you talk to Steve Jobs in the beginning of Apple and Yossi Vardy in the beginning of Instant Messaging, it was kids yes. who tested the software and came back with their critically unfiltered views of their experience that That's shaped right. the product. So here we see it again with That's Pinterest. Right. Yeah. Now, these start moving, by the way, just I don't want to lose lose that. Um, you know, at the time, the New York City startup community yeah. was still very, very young. And it, it, it lacked a lot of the support structure uh, that a young company uh, that was destined to growth required. Mm-hmm. There, there just wasn't the kind of um, um, uh, social structure, um, financial structure uh, to really recognize somebody like Ben. And he had worked at Google. So he had a he had an interest in that sort of West Coast mentality uh, to become part of his his world. Um, I, I shouldn't say. I mean, he graduated from Yale, so there was an East Coast um, you know element there. But as a lot of people know, Ben is a very very quiet, very insular, uh, extraordinary young man, and he was born and raised in Iowa, right? How many startup founders wow. you know born in Iowa? Yeah. Um, um, and you know, he wasn't an engineer, right? So, um, you know, he, 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 uh, he did a short stint in New York. Uh, and there's all sorts of, uh, elements associated with that. I think that related to his stint in New York being on the East coast. Um, but, uh, you know, moving to the West coast was a strategy, uh, and it was an important one. It probably was necessary in 2007. How about fast forward to 2017? Do you think if you met another Ben today? And he didn't have the proclivity to move back to uh, this, the valley. Where, where would you like to see him uh, grow and scale his company? Wow, you know I'm, I'm a New York snob. I openly admit it. I am a New Me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm a New Yorker, tried and true. Uh, I think there were systems support engineering teams that he needed back then that were out there mm-hmm. and didn't have it here. Um, strangely. Um, you know, the customer was primarily here, though. Mm-hmm. You know, the user, the evolution of the product, you know, into the, um, you know, the image world of, of, of fashion and and, uh, and furniture and, and those types of customers were basically on the East Coast. But, you know, he knew that he needed to build a support team of engineers, um, and that was really to be found in, in California. If, if he did it now, would I say that he could do it in New York over Silicon Valley? If that's the kind of leading question you're asking, I'd like to think so. I really want to think that. Um, but I think there was a great, I, I, I still think Silicon Valley has a greater 
um, God, I'm going to get hit by saying this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Silicon Valley mentality recognizes somebody like Ben more than New York would. Um, they would understand the product and the, and the development effort that it would that would be required a bit more. Not not much more. I don't want to say it's a it's a slam dunk, um, but I think they they would they would still recognize it, you know, more. Yeah. And I and and I see that just again through my own experiences of seeing a lot of companies in New York mm-hmm. uh, where it's just too fractionated um, that a company like his needed to be destined to really give birth to itself and grow out there. Well, well no doubt it was a good move in two thousand seven. The jury's out, I guess, about 2017. But there is a culture of openness, uh, open to failure, and being an iconoclast uh, that's prevalent in in, in San Francisco uh, because that's how it's grown up over 30 years. A whole bunch of iconoclasts breaking the mold. Yeah. Um, but And I think, you know, e- even if we don't have as much a decade later in New York, I think we can keep our eye on the prize and continue to build a more iconoclastic and open and open to failure uh, environment uh, here on the East Coast. And, yeah. and, that, and that brings us to our, our closing a little bit. Um, this was a, a great journey for you, Brian, uh, both as a person, as a mentor, um, bringing your career of skills to this company and to Ben. But, but what learnings did you take away that you can repeat or that you could share with one of the investors or angel investors in our audience today? Yeah, um, it's a good question, uh, only because it's focused on Ben. I could generalize it in many ways, but I think from the from the viewpoint of Ben, uh, he was so incredibly focused on product. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the, the epitome of just heads down. Mm-hmm. So I was focused on product and and talking to the customer and making it better. It was it was it, and and he was he wasn't he, he's generally thought of to some degree as shy, but I would say that he was just so focused. And I don't want to confuse that word with passion. I I, I think passion gets in the way. Um, uh, it, may, it blinds you. Um, he just had his eyes wide open all the time on product and and in a in a in a sense of customer responsibility and use that was uncanny um and his decision making the number two his decision making was based on controlling thought it wasn't casual he had the sense of being in control and i don't mean in a control it's in a limiting way um, he knew what he had. He knew what he was doing. He knew who he was working with. He understood things. Uh, it was crystal clear to him when he did something. He did it not casually. He did it with purpose and meaning. So um, this complete sense of focus on product and this complete desire to do things in a business kind of way that was, you, you just knew he knew what he was doing. There was little in the way of having to question it. You'd say, well, I you know, can't debate that. He's He's looked at it, you know, every which way possible, you know, and he's figured out the right way to do it. And, you know, you, you find, you know, people who can raise $1.12 billion um, have some special uncanny ability um, to make people follow them. And yeah. Yeah, 
I, I think that's the draw that's for so many entrepreneurs that are solving a problem or even creating a new category is they can do the work to make themselves the best in the world at that particular product. And especially when you create a product that didn't exist before, uh, there's that opportunity to be essentially the gold medalist in that product. And some people, uh, some entrepreneurs, uh, just get the right kind of combination of capital and relationships and customers around them that it propels them if, the, if it was a good idea, if it was a good race to begin with. And, yes. Uh, and, and, and I think we need a new word that's adjacent to passion but has this kind of coolness about it. I, I don't know what that word is. You want to take a stab at it? You're so funny. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, Steve, Steve Blank at Columbia, you know, said passion is blinding. It doesn't help you balance, you know, your books. It doesn't help you sell. It maybe pushes you in uh -huh. some cases to make, you know, another try at something. Um, but, uh, you know, the word grit is the old word. Uh, determination are those words. And I think some of the newest research uh, into entre successful entrepreneurs, you know, unless they were just basically incredibly lucky. Uh, which is also an important part of meeting luck halfway. But I think it's the words like grit and determination uh, and, and not finding themselves, you know, believing too much in, in what they're, in what they think they're doing, always trying to figure out what they know they should be doing. Um, but it's grit and determination. I, I'd love to come, I love coming up with new words. You kind of put me on the spot there to try and come up with a, another word. I remember in, in sixth grade, my, my sixth grade teacher said, you know, where do you think the words come from in the, in the English language? We make them up. So we made up, we took fabulous uh, and fantastic, and we came up with fantabulous. I'll never forget that day. We sent it in, and uh, they, I believe they took it and, you know, made it a word. Um, I, I don't know what the word would be in this case, but it's not passion, definitely. Well, whatever that word is, uh, you've been fantabulous. <laughs> And I, I think bringing uh, your verve, got your grit to angel investing and, and to, this, to this venture back when Ben had nothing but a table and, and 30 seconds with you is, is really a great story. And I, I'm sure there's many more to come. Um, Brian, thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, we, we look forward to following your career as, as you, you, you find the next one. I've got some interesting new chapters to write in my life, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. What Thanks. a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, Brian Cohen. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see you on the other side.